What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. All skippers are advised to proceed with caution. The Northeastern District is reporting some unusual activities at the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. The Neverland Podcast, Episode 66. Welcome to Neverland! Take a start of the right and stay until morning. Get your pixie out of your pocket, Neverlanders. This is I, Spider Pan, also known as Jeremy the Pan, your host here at the Neverland Podcast. Get that pixie out of your pocket, sprinkle a little bit of that pixie dust, get your happiest thought, and let us fly away to Neverland once again. Aren't you glad that I can talk? You get to hear my voice again. I'm glad I can talk. I tell you what, it was rough last week. But I have my voice back, and I'm mostly well, and I'm able to take the flight with you again this this week. I almost said this year, my goodness. Well, hopefully you've been taking several flights with us Neverland this year. But uh, just to get a few things out of the way, don't forget to come to our website, neverlandpodcast.com. There you can find all kinds of different information, including our email address, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Feel free to email me with comments about the show, or if you have like a fun childhood memory you want to share, or anything. You know, if you want to share it, go ahead, email us. Also, we do have twitter.com slash neverlandpodcast. That is at neverlandpcast. Tweet to us about what you're hearing on the show, what you think about it, what you're enjoying about the show, or if something springs to mind when you're listening, go ahead and tweet us. Also, on Facebook, don't forget Facebook.com Neverland Podcast slash Neverland Podcast. Also, Facebook.com slash groups slash Neverland Podcast. We have a like page and a group page. I have them sometimes consistent of having the same information, sometimes a little different. Sometimes Facebook will let you see what's posted in a group, but won't necessarily show you what's posted on a like page. It's kind of crazy that 
way, but that's Facebook for you. You can also leave us a voicemail, 816-226-6492. Once again, 816-226-6492. Leave us some, a fun message there, share a happy thought, something like that, or maybe a way you've shared a little pixie dust with somebody. Uh, leave it on the voicemail. We'll share it with everybody else of the Neverlanders. And while you're also at NeverlandPodcast.com, don't forget to join the Neverlanders. What I mean by that is right there, there's a black bar kind of near the top where it says Neverlanders with an exclamation point. You go there, you can find all about how you can officially become a lost boy or pixie. Yes, ladies, you will become a pixie, not a lost girl. And why is that? Because girls are too clever and don't get lost. So you will all become pixies. All you have to do is choose yourself a fun nickname, kind of Disney-related, something maybe that's a little descriptive about you, something like that. A good nickname because every good lost boy or pixie has a nickname. Also, give us your first name so we know what we can address you as as well as your nickname uh also make sure that you donate through our patreon.com link uh right there on the website also if you just go to patreon.com slash neverland podcast uh your donations do help us keep this thing running also if you want to help us keep the show going and also to get some fun merchandise we now have a shop that you can get to from neverlandpodcast.com on the far right you will see on the, within the black bar it says shop and in there you can buy mugs t-shirts uh, all kinds of different items and if, the, if there's a type of item you think would be fun to have that you don't see let me know because I can probably get it created for you uh, So, but that is all of course our, our basic information we have to get with all the time but uh, until then you know, you'll have this all back at the end of the show but we have all kinds of fun to have until then when you get to the hearing all of this okay so but i do want to let you know i am going to have a guest appearance coming up on daf radio it's a podcast daf standing for disney afternoon forever uh, i believe it's uh, dafradio.net i might have that wrong it might be a dot com but do a quick google search also though at neverlandpodcast.com i do have a link for daf radio uh, or search it on your iTunes or whatever. Uh, we had a nice little panel discussion talking about various aspects of the Disney afternoon. It was me and, uh, golly, well, a lot of people. Uh, Jason, who runs DIF Radio, I believe we had some people from Saturday Morning Rewind, uh, a lot of different things. It was really a lot of fun discussion, and it is going to be released very soon, so definitely go and check that out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But now that we've got all the particulars out of the way, let's get on with some fun Disney Park news. This is Gary Gnu, and the no Gnu's is good Gnu show. The only TV Gnu's program guaranteed to contain no Gnu's whatsoever. Neverland news from the Disney Parks. Okay, lots of fun news here from the Disney parks today. Some of it was just announced today, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, but Olaf was on hand in Boston to help announce on Good Morning America an event called the Coolest Summer Ever at Walt Disney World. Uh, to get a little bit more information, I went over to the Disney Park blog, and they had a nice article on it, but uh, let me read some of it for you. It says, We're kicking off the summer with an all-night party at the Walt Disney World Resort. Magic Kingdom Park will be open to guests for 24 hours of nonstop fun from 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., May 22nd to 23rd. There's actually a typo on their website there because it says 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., but, of course, they mean p.m., going from a Saturday to a 
a Sunday. Why? Or wouldn't that be a Friday or Saturday? Somebody looked that up, up for me. But from the 22nd to the 23rd, it's 24 hours. So guests are invited to dress to show their Disney side, while a selection of favorite attractions, entertainment, merchandise, food, and beverages will be on tap all night long to celebrate the start of the coolest summer ever at Walt Disney World Resort. For the coolest summer ever, we've already... We are already planning experiences you won't want to miss, and here's a really look at some of the highlights. And now they have list some of these highlights here on their website. Frozen Fun, yes, because we needed more Frozen in the parks, didn't we? Uh, Frozen Summer Fun Live will bring Princess Anna, Queen Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf with Citizens of Arendelle appearing daily at Disney's Hollywood Studios June 17th through September 7th. Uh, I don't know if it's just continuing what they did already last summer or if it's going to be a new show. Either way, Frozen just is still there. All of you Frozen fans, just you must be loving this. It's, it's just never-ending. There's always going to be something Frozen, I think, going on for a while until everybody is tired of it. Uh, but there's going to also be cool thrill rides. Guests will find thrills from mild to wild to out of this world in all four Walt Disney World parks. Choose from Seven Dwarves Mine Train, plus Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom Park, Test Track, and Soarin' at Epcot, Expedition Everest at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Well, I figure we expected there were going to be thrill rides from a 24-hour thing, but I don't know... If they're trying to say this specifically during the 24 hours, there's only going to be certain rides that are going to be open the entire 24 hours. I'm not sure why they've listed that, but I'd be advised if you're planning to go there, there might only be certain rides open for the 24 hours. Or maybe they're just going to do something special in one of those. Don't know. Or maybe they just wanted to list out a few things just to kind of get you excited. Hopefully the entire park is going to be open, for tw- or the entire resort really is going to be open for 24 hours. Although I'm pretty sure Animal Kingdom going to be closed. They can't do that to the animals, you know. Okay, uh, Star Wars Weekends. Uh, guests at Disney Hollywood Studios find stars from another galaxy during Star Wars Weekends. This is going to be May 15th through June 24th. Now, does that mean they're going to have some Star Wars activities going on during the entire 24-hour period? Uh, the 22nd to 23rd? I don't know. But I would hope so. How cool would that be? A few little extra Star Wars bits. Uh, There's also going to be some new restaurants and shopping throughout the summer. New waterfront dining and boutique shops flow into the downtown Disney Shopping Dining Entertainment District as it's transforming into Disney Springs. Uh, So, yeah, some new things. So check out downtown Disney over the summer and see some of the new things going on. Heck, if you like something there, if you find something really cool there, it's becoming Disney Springs, report back to us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com, and let us know what you think. Uh, Over at Epcot, there's going to be some new entertainment acts that will appear throughout Epcot World Showcase, which also brings a fresh summer twist on the fan favorite, Voices of Liberty. Not sure what they're changing now. I know Voices of Liberty. I've heard some audio of them. I haven't gotten to see them myself. Fantastic. Great singing and everything. So a few extra summary twists. Uh, Maybe some new songs. Uh, Maybe they're going to sing some Beach Boys songs or something. I don't know. It could be that they're going to add Frozen in there too. Maybe they're all going to get together and sing Let It Go. Don't know. But there's going to be some new summary twists on the Voices of Liberty. So be checking that out. And if you happen to get in there and, uh, and hear them... Go ahead and report back to us over the summer. Let us know what you thought. Heck, if you get a recording of it, feel free to share it with us, and we'll share it with all of the Neverlanders. All right, now they're calling this a splash at water parks. A cool new deal doubles the fun at Disney's two iconic water parks, Disney's Typhoon Lagoon and Disney's Blizzard Beach. Which, they didn't say what it is. It just doubles the fun. It's a new deal. I'm expecting maybe it's going to be like a one price will get you into both water parks. 
So maybe they, you can combine the fun. So if you've done all the water slides and all the fun, you can have it one, you can move over to the other. I'm sure we'll get a few more details on this as things go. But there's more to come. And so we'll just you know keep an eye on the, on the blog or keep tuned in right here to Neverland. I will try to keep an eye on what's going on with the coolest summer ever. Also, another big announcement. There were, uh, the big announcement was frozen events aboard Disney Magic and Disney Wonder Cruise Lines. Uh, and once again, I had to turn to the Disney Parks blog to get a lot more information. Uh, but it's, it says, starting on our summertime voyages in Alaska and Northern Europe. Very, very appropriate, I'd say. But on one special day, a cool Arctic breeze will come through overnight and transform the ship into a winter wonderland. Yellow Wake to discover a magical freeze has overtaken the atrium lobby with sparkling icicles adorning the grand staircase as resembling the majestic mountaintop ice palace of Queen Elsa pretty cool so i guess this is kind of that counterpoint if uh, if maybe you have a maybe your your son in the, is, is more into star wars but your daughter is more into frozen and is not really a star wars fan which how nowadays they're kind of fans go in both directions but maybe if you don't really want to do the star wars thing you'd rather do a frozen thing on your cruise apparently this gives you that option but the frozen fun doesn't stop there uh feeling as if you've been transported to the kingdom of arendelle You'll be ready to begin the day's adventures. In addition to getting warm hugs from Olaf, kids won't want to miss Anna's chase for the chocolate, a scavenger hunt for those who share Anna's sense of adventure with a special surprise for finishing the game. And they can also join the Do You Want to Build a Snowman activity where they'll take on Elsa's magical powers to make snow and ice. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some great Disney magic involved there. Not sure how that's going to work. I don't know if they're going to have some ice machines you get to play around with. Don't know, but it sounds like it's going to be fun. And finally, for families, there's the Maypoles, Maypole, make sure I'm saying that right, Swirl and Twirl, where you'll learn about traditional Scandinavian dance, spinning and braiding giant ribbons, along with a specially themed dining experience that night, including a menu inspired by traditional Nordic fare, and special dishes inspired by the film, possibly involving chocolate and fondue. Uh, then uh, the day of frozen fun culminates with an extravagant evening celebration, freezing the night away with Anna, Elsa, and friends. And by now, the freeze has spread to the upper decks of the ship with giant snowflakes, icicles, and snow-covered rocks. Now, during this high-energy deck party, you'll sing and dance with the famous Royal Sisters of Arendelle and their fun-loving Nordic companions. And after some fun line dancing led by Anna and Kristoff, line dancing... Okay, sounds like a country thing, not Nordic, but whatever. But it's going to be led by Anna and Kristoff, their beloved companions, Sven, the trolls, and Olaf. They make virtual appearances. Sven engages the crowd in reindeer games like Sven Says and Trolls Troll. And Olaf leads a sing-along to his signature song, In Summer! Later in the party, Elsa arrives with a snowy gust of wind, calling on guests to sing Let It Go, of course, with her as she conjures up a wintry spectacle of cool things down for Olaf. In true Disney fashion, Elsa unleashes her magic, sending a chill through everyone as the powerful Academy Award-winning song echoes from the ship. And if you're going to Alaska, I think you're going to have plenty of Arctic chill. This is a very appropriate choice for them to do this with going to Alaska and to Northern Europe. And I kind of wonder what all they're going to do now with, because they said kind of overnight while you're sleeping, they're going to be decorating. So, you know, they, those people at the parks that, that work there, they do a lot of things overnight to keep that park looking spectacular and setting up new and exciting things. Can't imagine what all they're capable of doing on a cruise ship. It's going to be fantastic. So if you're a Frozen fan, go ahead, find your travel agent, book a cruise now. In fact, our own Lost Boy Jesse with Up and Up Travel. You can find a link there at, at the 
NeverlandPodcast.com, Jesse would be happy to help you arrange their trip as he is a Disney-exclusive travel agent. Okay, so we've heard about what's going to happen at Walt Disney World and also on the cruise lines, but lest you think that you over there going to Disneyland, uh, you're going to be left out of this, <laughs> how much have you forgotten about the Diamond Anniversary Celebration? Because, okay, and it has also been announced now that on May 22nd, you know, from 22nd to 23rd, when Walt Disney World is going to do their 24 hours, so, of course, is Disneyland going to do a 24-hour kickoff. I remember May 22nd was the day that they already announced was going to be the kickoff, the Diamond Anniversary Celebration. Well, it's going to begin 6 a.m. on Friday, May 22nd. Here, that answers that question I had from earlier. Yes, it is a Friday to a Saturday. But it's going to begin 6 a.m. Friday, May 22nd. This is going to include dancing, special character encounters at both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. No word on what characters are going to be out there. I can almost guarantee there's probably going to be some Frozen characters, but maybe they'll bring some old characters out. You never know who it's going to be. Well, this, of course, kicks off the events like the Paint the Night Parade is going to start that night. Uh, Disneyland Forever Fireworks Show starts that night. And, of course, the New World of Color celebrate the wonderful world of Walt Disney, which, remember, is going to be hosted by Neil Patrick Harris and Mickey mouse now if you forgot all the details we went over on that one uh, go back a couple episodes of the neverland podcast i covered that pretty well there with uh, lost boy jesse just a couple of weeks ago so go check it out if you need a reminder of all the cool things going on with the diamond celebration over at disneyland but now i think it's time we move on to some movie news your attention please disney movie news Okay, I'm pretty sure that you heard by now, and you were probably noticing on Twitter and everything, I mean, everybody blew up and we were all worried there for a while with Harrison Ford's recent plane crash. Uh, he has suffered some some injuries. He's being treated for them. Apparently, though, I, sound, it sounds like he's doing pretty well. But yet another injury has occurred. This time, you know, and this has only been a week since Harrison Ford, but Johnny Depp has been injured during filming of Pirates 5 or Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I'm not sure exactly what the actual title of this film is going to be. Uh, now, th- he, he didn't get injured while making the movie or being on set. Details of the injury, I haven't found anything, but he is hurt. He's being treated for it, but they said filming is going on as planned. They're filming things that do not involve Jack Sparrow. Uh, They have a lot of other things I guess they can film, uh, a lot of interesting story elements. Apparently what is going on with this film is some old enemy uh, has come along and has summoned ghost pirates, and he is killing off pirates with these ghost pirates or something and then jack sparrow has to go and get poseidon's trident to control the seas in order to fight back now this uh, last time they mixed a little greek mythology in there you know with the the third part of the movie uh it didn't go over quite as well so yeah we'll just see how this works out and everything i don't know if this one sounds as interesting as uh, as like the fourth one i really did enjoy the fourth one but we'll see you know uh it could end up being a very good movie but uh as it is johnny depp hopefully he's doing well i don't know the the nature of the injury but hopefully he's going to recover soon and get back to filming this movie because i'm sure a lot of people are excited about this movie and i'll get excited once i see some trailers if i if i think it looks cool from there now on to something really weird that i just learned of today tim burton Famous for, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Also did Alice in Wonderland for Disney. Did the live-action version of that one, which was a very profitable movie. I thought it was okay. I, you know, I kind of like it. It's, it's, I mean, my wife really loved it and everything. I thought it was interesting, but I, I, I wasn't 100% pleased with it. Uh, it was a little, I don't know, dark 
for <laughs> for what I, I like the old classic Disney one. Uh, but you know, a lot of those animated one classics. I mean, they're they're masterpieces, really. But of course, now Disney has a trend of doing live action versions, and uh, we have Cinderella opening very soon, which. I'm I'm curious. I want to check it out. It looks like it's you know kind of cool. I like Kenneth Branagh's direction. Uh, whenever he's directed films, I usually enjoy it. So I want to check it out. Uh, this should be good. But you know, it's really been kind of hit or miss with me with seeing these live action ones. And they, we've already got Beauty and the Beast coming. With the, there was some new casting announced last week, um, and I if you, I didn't really get to it last week because my voice was gone. But uh, if you follow our Twitter page. Uh, I did, you know, they have cast Gaston and the Beast at this time, and uh, of course everybody knows Emma Watson is playing Belle, um, but Tim Burton, getting back to where I was saying, he is going to be directing a live-action Dumbo film. Now, my first reaction as I think of all the darker, kind of weird, gothic tones of a Tim Burton film, and I look at Dumbo and I'm like, no... Of course, now I have heard people say, oh, well, you know, what the, think of the demented, scary-looking clowns this could be and stuff. And I don't know if people were excited about it or just freaking out because, like, what in the world? Now, um, I also would like to remind you, if, well, thinking about this, that Tim Burton did direct the uh, the Pee Wee Herman movies. And I believe he did indeed do Big Top Pee Wee, which the circle was presented as very bright, colorful, and lots of fun. So, Potentially, this could be a pretty fun movie. Um, now, Dumbo is one of those, it's just a masterpiece. It's a very emotional movie. It's a very special movie. Oh boy, I tell you what, you make me nervous when you try to remake it and you try to do a live action, but you know, it could be good. I'm, I'm willing to give these a fair shot, but I, I really think that they need to go and do some original ideas with films instead of trying to go and rehash some of the old classic ones that you, you really can't recapture some of the magic that was created with some of those old animated films. They were just special. Uh, and I really wish they'd knock it off and stop this. But then again, if they're making money from it, then they're going to keep doing it. Uh, I guess we keep voting with our dollars because I still end up going to these movies, uh, even if I'm I'm becoming very doubtful of them continuing to make these live actions from these old classic films that I do love. But, you know, they'll keep doing it. Uh, but that's all I have right now, actually, for movie news. So, you know what? We've got a lot of fun to discuss and so let's just get to it. To Disney and beyond. Now dare to cross forbidden boundaries to the ultimate adventure. Come on! It's more than a ride. It's real. Now your fears have a name. The Indiana Jones Adventure, new at Disneyland. Yippee, there'll be no wedding bells for today. 20 years ago, would you believe it? 20 years ago, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye opened. 20 years. <laughs> That's well, that's a long time. Now, this is uh, really kind of cool, and so we're celebrating the anniversary of this here at Neverland. Uh, in fact, I've heard some different celebration things. Uh, there was an AP event 
where Tony Baxter sat down and talked some of his memories of creating the uh, the ride and the attraction there. Uh, fantastic. Uh, if you really want to check that out, Skywalking Sky Through Neverland had some pretty great video on their YouTube channel. I do recommend go check it out, take a look, and you can see Tony Baxter there talking about it. Lots of fun video. Uh, I thank them for filming it and sharing it with the rest of us on YouTube. Thank you, Skywalkers. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Indiana Jones Adventure, as it's also known as. Now, the Indiana Jones Adventure, it's an enhanced motion vehicle dark ride, and of course, it's based on the Indiana Jones series. A pretty good bet for making a ride like this, because Indiana Jones has been a very successful series. Even the fourth movie, it did make some money. It wasn't as good, maybe, as some of the other ones, but it's still I, I still kind of had some fun with it. It was just a little weird. Um, but, of course, now you, your guests... You accompany archaeologist Dr. Indiana Jones, actually Dr. Henry Jones Jr., on a kind of a turbulent quest. You go in a military troop transport vehicle. You're going through a dangerous lost temple, which, is, of course, is guarded by the supernatural power of Mara, the uh, idol there that you are not supposed to look into her eyes. Now, the atta- attraction premiered as Temple of the Forbidden Eye at Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California on March 3rd, 1995. Which, yeah, maybe I should have covered and talked about this last week, but I had kind of a cold. Leonard Nimoy had passed away. Uh, so maybe I'm a little behind on that, but it's never too late to celebrate this. Uh, it opened to the general public on March 4th, 1995. Now, this, by the way, was during also the 40th anniversary of Disneyland's. So what a nice way to kick off the 40th anniversary, but by having a new ride based on Indiana Jones. Now, uh, there was a second and nearly identical version of the ride that, that opened as Temple of the Crystal Skull on September 4th, 2001 at the Tokyo Disney Sea in Chiba, Japan. Uh, now, the attraction is not related to the film Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which might be a good thing. Uh, and it was developed and released actually after the attraction's opening, the, the movie we're saying. The movie was after. Now, I don't know if they got any ideas from the ride that it thought it would go over well. I don't know what uh, you can expect to see on that ride, as I have never been to Japan. And uh, if you've been to Japan and you've seen that ride and you'd like to share, feel free. Send us an email. <laughs> We'd like to hear about it. You can let us know if it's really cool over there or not. If you can understand the language, because it might not be in English. But uh, because of the success of the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular that's over in Disney Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida, George Lucas decided to join forces with Walt Disney Imagineering in creating a new attraction for Disneyland Park. And unlike previous collaboration, this attraction was created with a backstory set in the Lost Delta of India circa 1935. And Indiana Jones Adventure is the fourth collaboration, actually, between Disney and Lucasfilm. Uh, and, of course, the previous ones being Captain EO Star- and Star Wars and, of course, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Now, there were some early concepts where they considered doing a walkthrough adventure and a high-speed minecar adventure within a temple. And to avoid a long queue, Imagineers also considered using Jungle Cruise launches to shuttle guests to the loading area. So... I don't know if that meant that they were going to have an extra little boat thing that they were going to sail you along like you're sailing down a river or go. I'm not sure exactly what that means and what was going on with that one. I couldn't find anything else about that. Uh, but the team tested some key show elements in a Burbank warehouse on a full-sized elevated track that kind of resembled a freeway. 
Now this enabled the team to test set pieces, lighting, effects, transport clearances, and motion profiles. Uh, the groundbreaking for Temple of the Forbidden Eye actually occurred in August of 1993 with more than 400 Imagineers working on its design and construction. And of course, Tony Baxter led a core, a core project team of nearly 100 Imagineers. Uh, now to create space for the half mile queue area, and that's a lot of queue area, and the 50,000 square foot shell building, an area of the former Eeyore parking lot was demolished and the monorail and Jungle Cruise attractions were rerouted. Disney filled for, filed for patent on the ride system on November 16th, 1995. The Imagineers reportedly asked Harrison Ford to reprise his role as Indiana Jones, but it is unknown whether or not Ford assisted in the making of the attraction. It doesn't seem like he did. His voice is not in there. Anything I've seen, yeah, there's a, uh, I'm going to share some audio later, where there was a special done on ABC for part of the Magical World of Disney. It was kind of a special, but you never get to see actually Indiana Jones from the front. It's always from his back. And it's all in shadow. Uh, and uh, I'm sure they've modeled the figure to kind of look like Harrison Ford a little bit, but it doesn't sound like he was really that involved. But anyways, the Temple of Forbidden Eye, of course, uh, premiered uh, on March 3rd, and this was, of course, the day before it was open to the public, but there were some invited celebrity guests were George Lucas and Michael Eisner, formerly, you know, of course, Disney CEO, Dan Aykroyd, and Carrie Fisher. Uh, and to promote the opening of the attraction, the Disney Channel produced an hour-long TV program entitled Indiana Jones Adventure, featuring Karen Allen and John Rice davies reprising their roles from Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is, well, not entirely accurate because they're being themselves. <laughs> they're kind of almost oh, in a little bit of character, but they were... Uh, part of the, well, at least John Rice Davies was, of course, being Sala in a, a film strip there that kind of gives you some a safety spiel a little bit about the seatbelts and things like that on the ride. Uh, but that, of course, is the same special uh, that was part of a. Uh, I thought it was it aired also on ABC, but I might be mistaken. But it was, of course, made for the Disney Channel. This is what I mentioned just before. Now, 40 days prior to the attraction's opening, a 40 years of adventure promotion gave away 40 unique annual trading cards. Uh, and guests with valid paid admission received a voucher at the main gate turnstile to exchange for the card of the day, each in a series featuring the landmark attraction of the year starting with 1955. And the last card was distributed on March 2nd, 1995. A special 41st card of larger issue featured the Indiana Jones Adventure on March 3rd. Uh, artist Drew Struzon produced a one-sheet poster in the same theme as the films, and the adventure opened to general admission on March 4th. Now, the interesting thing is AT&T Corporation sponsored construction of the attraction and the first seven years of operation from 95 to 2002. And one of three styles of Marabic decoder cards was distributed to each guest advertising their promotional campaign on the back. It's great to have AT&T as presenting sponsor, said then Disneyland pres president Paul Pressler, with Disneyland celebrating its 40th anniversary and preparing to open its most exciting attraction. We welcome the opportunities this relationship is sure to create. Uh, currently, though, the attraction does not have a sponsor. Now, they did do an extensive refurbishment September 4th, 2012. Uh, it reopened again, though, on December 7th. Uh, scheduled modifications included enhancements to the lighting, paint, figure animation, and other effects. In 2013, the Idol of Mara that appears in the Hall of Promise scene was updated with projection mapping effects. Now, of course, the ride system on here is the Enhanced Motion Vehicle. 
which is also the same thing you'll find over a dinosaur on Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, this is really interesting. So each troop transports its a motion simulator, which travels at a maximum speed of just over 14 miles per hour, atop of a slotted roadbed guide rail track, and the transport car body is attached by three hydraulic ramps to the frame of the chassis, which allows the shell to articulate independently. And I guess physical, physically intense experience is programmed to achieve the illusion of great speed and a catastrophic catastrophic it's a wonderful word a catastrophic mechanical failure using the enhanced motion vehicle's ability to add several feet of lift and then rapidly descend shudder and tremble and intensify cornering with counter bank and twist now the intensity of each experience varies on the onboard computer constantly chooses between pre-programmed intensity versions already stored in its memory as it traverses the show building with its load of guests now uh, for story here we can get a little bit more detail. Uh, it's set, of course, in 1936 India, and is told through 12 letters and telegrams scattered throughout the queue, as well as three newsreels shown before guests board the attraction. So if you got that half-mile queue, it's nice to have something to kind of look at. <laughs> So, uh, but Indiana Jones has reunited missing fragments of a map scroll of parchment, documenting the precise location of an ancient Bengalese temple, the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, containing countless intriguing artifacts buried beneath silt by a flood of the Lost River Delta over 2,000 years ago, is undergoing excavation for archaeological research. The temple deity Mara seems to conditionally offer one of three gifts to all who come to the hallowed site, earthly riches, eternal youth, or visions of the future. The only condition is that one may never gaze into the eyes of Mara. Although Jones' discovery dubbed the Temple of the Forbidden Eye by the media has set the archaeological community abuzz, his funding has run out. To raise money so the excavation can continue, Sala has begun conducting guided tours. Good fortune has come to many of the tourists who survive, but others have not returned. Promising to find the missing tourist, Jones ventured inside the temple approximately one week ago and has not yet reappeared. Jones also hoped to find the temple's power source, the mysterious Jewel of Power, which Abner Ravenwood believed... Ravenwood, sorry believed to be within an immense cavern beyond the gates of doom. Marcus Brody has asked Sala to continue conducting the, tour, the tours and hope they may locate Dr. Jones. Now, as you, a writer, will get on there and you really don't know which door you're going to go to, which riches or is going to be visions of the future or eternal youth, there's a really kind of cool you know, chamber. The chamber itself actually moves. Uh, and so, of course, the ride track is, it's, you know, going on a straight thing, but the chamber actually moves and presents you to a different door, and there are projections of different things that will, of course, mirror what it is you're supposed to be receiving on the other side of whichever door you've gone through. Uh, very cool effects, but of course, then that doggone idol shows up, and you end up looking it right in the eye, and everything goes crazy. But as everything goes crazy, and you're supposed to be going to your doom, you do find Dr. Jones and have quite the adventure together uh, going through, of course, snakes and boulders and traps and everything until you finally do escape there with Indiana Jones at the end. Now, I myself, I have never gotten to ride this, but I do have some audio I would like to share of the ride. Also, I do have that Disney Channel special. 
So what I'm going to do is we'll play the audio here of the Disney Channel special that I didn't mention with John Rice Davies. And they talk about the ride and uh, have some really great audio. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But then I also have some great source material from the ride, kind of a virtual ride through that I'm sure you will enjoy. So without further ado, here we go. Here's behind the scenes, the making of Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Archaeological discoveries of our time, the mysterious Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, head of the Walt Disney Company. In an unprecedented move, the Walt Disney Imagineers have brought piece by piece this incredible treasure to America. You can now tour the Temple of the Forbidden Eye at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. But first, a warning: if you choose to explore the temple, be aware that some say an evil and treacherous curse hangs over this ancient building. Enter at your own risk, and I'm out of here. The making of Disneyland's Indiana Jones Adventure. Starring Karen Allen and John Reese davies Karen. Come immediately. Must show you Jewel of the Jungle. Rich treasure. Archaeological marvel. Indy still deep in temple. Take fast ship and meet me earliest possible date. John. Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Eye on the Globe. Dateline India. Fiction becomes fact as the mysterious subcontinent reveals a legendary treasure. After 2,000 years, the lost temple of the Forbidden Eye has been unearthed by famed archaeologist Dr. Henry Indiana Jones. Scholarly research laid the groundwork for Dr. Jones' discovery, but in the end, a secret map and a healthy helping of bravery led him to the temple door. Teaming with noted Egyptian archaeologist Solomon, Dr. Jones summoned the courage to go where no man had set foot for two millennia. His tenacity paid off. The forbidden eye was open for all who dared enter. Legend was the temple god Mara could bestow the gifts of wealth, youth, or future knowledge on those pilgrims who were worthy. Thus, the jungles of India became the destination for adventurers worldwide. And what a destination it is! Until recently, dozens of curious globetrotters climbed these ancient steps, seeking enrichment and fame. 
For some, just hobnobbing with the well-to-do was the treat of a lifetime. But rumor of a treacherous curse now hangs over the temple. And some even whisper that visitors have been disappearing forever behind the silent temple walls. So far, even Dr. Jones hasn't been able to confirm or deny it. Until he does, the Temple of the Forbidden Eye will remain off-limits to all but the most foolhardy. It doesn't take a college degree to know that some riches, no matter how grand, aren't worth their deadly price. Until next week, this is Eye on the Globe. Hello? Anybody here?
Are these Indian sketches? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, he made these when he made this fantastic discovery. See, there are miles and miles of passageways, hidden vaults and treasure. This is a find of major significance and danger. Danger? Isn't this some sort of ride or something? Well, that's, of course, why it's being rebuilt here in Disneyland, but can problem is they have reconstructed it so exactly that they have imported the original curse. Curse. <laughs> curse. Ask him, he's worked here forever. There is one warning. Never. Never look into the eyes of Mara. Mara, the god of the temple. In every mural I've ever seen, Mara's eyes are always closed. Not always. exciting elements from the movies that are actually in the ride but they're very real this is a real event of course it's very believable as you're going down into this creepy temple kind of winding through the corridors that you're gonna run into the same things that Indiana Jones runs into so where's Indy oh he's in there somewhere you know him beavering away here you're gonna cause things to happen and I think that that part of it uh, bringing that action-adventure uh, thrill to life for guests where they can actually play the part of Indiana Jones is going to be different. You're not watching a movie being made, but you are living the movie. The marriage of a sophisticated new ride technology with the Indiana Jones mythology is something that we were all interested in. And I think here at the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, uh, we presented a chance to find the secret to this temple god Mara's power and possibly have a chance to get one of these three magical gifts. As I told you before, the, the temple offers one of three great gifts. Knowledge of future events, immense wealth, or the secret of eternal youth. Consider which one you choose. Walt once said something that I've taken to heart. He said, if I didn't create a believable environment 
then no one would believe the magic when they get down to that point in the show. The team got very, very excited about this attraction. Everybody really got involved in it. And uh, people would go out and, and bring in their old National Geographics from the 30s that would look at things and see, well, that's what the temples look like in India and in Cambodia and things like that, so that we really themed this as accurately as possible. I think half of the sensory input that comes to you about the authenticity and the believability is in the actual aging of it to make it look like something that you believe had been exposed to humidity, moisture, heat. Almost half of the, the difficulty and the work that has gone into this is not only coming up with amazing things that are totally believable, but then finding a way that no one can see how he did it. The thing that makes the Indiana Jones adventure bigger and better than anything that's ever been done is the ride technology. In the case of effects like real fire or explosions, um, these obviously have to be something that makes a big impression on you, but it also can play every 18 seconds. In Indy, every 18 seconds, everybody's getting a different experience. So we had to combine the safety aspects of uh, um, a very controllable adventure with something that feels out of control, because that's the whole point of it. Indy was a reckless kind of uh, adventurer, and the vehicle had to be something capable of delivering a reckless performance. We've given the, the show producer the ability to program in a personality for each vehicle. So each vehicle has its own personality. And if you, if you watch the vehicle in front of you go through the ride, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll follow the same path or have the same experience. This is the first time on a Disney ride that the vehicles actually look old. They're scratched up, they're beat up, they're rusted. And as they age, they'll look even better. Even though they look old, they are state of the art. First, let's tell you about some of the passenger uh, amenities. Uh, there's uh, 12 seats with extra long seat belts, so we can hold any size passenger. There's 24 speakers on the vehicle, two for each guest. Front wheel drive. High beams and low beams. <laughs> 20 feet per second, maximum speed. Uh, this vehicle is a, is a rubber-tired vehicle, and it rides on these rubber tires. If you had a large extension cord, you could drive this vehicle to your local McDonald's. Even though you're at Disneyland, there's times that I think you'll go, wait a minute, there's something wrong. There's something's going wrong on this. This shouldn't be doing this because we're that close to really uh, making you feel like you're, you're it's completely out of control and something's gone wrong. In recreating this temple here, uh, we have inscribed all of the codes concerning uh, the temple god Mara and, and recreated in exact detail all the warning pieces of the temple. And since we put all of those in place, um, there's been a lot of strange things that have been happening. So, we don't know for sure, but uh, there could be a lot of credibility to this curse. And we'll notice strange things sometimes in the deep corners in the dark, and it, uh, it gets a little spooky here at night sometimes. And most importantly, never, ever look into the eyes of Mara, because if you do, it's all over. There's nothing like that on the planet. <laughs>
Yes, you are over 48 inches tall. You are cleared for embarkation. Military style transportation will take you to the heart of the temple. There you will be close to the real power of the fire. What about you? Me. You're not coming? Well, well no, I've got, I've got too many things. Uh, I don't know about this. When I do anything, you put your life in danger. You know, this, this truck's been missing for about a month. You never mention anything about skeletons. Didn't I? No. No, you didn't. Has anybody ever come back from this adventure in one piece? Of course they have. I mean, I mean, there was a guy only last month in me. One? It's a new ride, Karen. There are about to be one or two things that are going to be ironed out. Thank you, John, but I think I will just come back some other time. Hey, hey Karen! Karen, you stand on the brink of enlightenment. I stand on my way out the door. It's nice to see you again, John. Sweetheart, if you just knew what Disney's Imagineers have done to make this ride, you'd be dying to ride it. <laughs> to turn a phrase. No. Not to mention the free gifts. Gifts? I mean major class one gifts. You missed something. Oh, it's nothing. Now, just uh, march in your seatbelt and you'll be ready to go. Good luck. Hey, wait a minute, Buster. Wait, I'm wait, not wait. going alone. Oh, wait, wait, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh,
continues to beckon visitors from around the globe. They've all heard the tantalizing tales, but a darker tale has surfaced. Many visitors are claiming loved ones have disappeared inside. Could it be they looked into the eyes of the idol? The reports reach Indiana Jones, who returns to the site of his great discovery. He is greeted by throngs of troubled tourists. They know he's the only one who can help them. One week later, and still no Indiana Jones, his faithful friend Sala stands vigil. Could Jones himself have locked eyes with the idol, or will he solve the riddle of the lost tourists? The story begins one year ago. World-famous archaeologist Indiana Jones follows a tattered map to an ancient edifice. Could this be the fabled Temple of the Forbidden Eye? According to Dr. Jones, the temple contains the Chamber of Destiny, where an ancient idol lured visitors with promises of gifts, eternal youth, earthly riches, or visions of the future. But those gifts were bait in a deadly trap. For any who looked into the eyes of this double-dealing deity took a detour to doom, a chilling tale indeed.
years of fire. Now, before the destroyer of this um, vessel, blast it all. Don't pull the rope. You don't want to break the heart. Oh, dear. I say, stop mucking about up there. Oh, blast! Not again! Oh! Leave off the rope, old chap. Be a good fellow. I'm a frightfully valuable artifact down here. Hotspot is Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Everyone's agog over this intriguing discovery by famed archaeologist Indiana Jones. They've heard rumors that it rewards visitors with unlimited riches, eternal youth, or visions of the future. There's just one little hitch, the ancient temple idol. Dr. Jones's longtime friend Solo warns that if you so much as peek into its eyes, the next stop on your itinerary will be the Gates of Doom. Silent film star Nora West, one of the temple's recent visitors. She chose the fountain of eternal youth. No more matronly roles for Nora. Move over, Gene Harlow. This jubilant junior visited the Chamber of Earthly Riches. Looks like his allowance has gone up. Hey, buddy, can you spare a dime? How about a million of them? Why, even Sala confessed that he had recently visited the Observatory of the Future. Maybe he can tell us who will win the World Series. Let's ask. Forget about the series, my friend. The baseball players are the big winners. Someday, they will be making millions of dollars a year. Hmm. Perhaps even the vision of the gods can be a bit blurred. Will it happen? Keep your eye on the globe.
there. You looked into my eyes. Your path now leads to the gates of doom. <laughs> Taurus, you had to look, didn't you? Oh, quick. Swerve left. Up to the left. It's the only way out. And watch it. There's big steps up there. Nice driving, pal.
Neverland feedback. Okay, it's time for a few shout-outs. Uh, basically, we do have a lot of new Twitter followers, so I would like to uh, give you all a thank you for following. And that is Sir Urban Knight. <laughs> now, that actually is the name that he goes by on Twitter. And looks like he goes around and he wears armor in public. You know, that's awesome. Just going around wearing a suit of armor in public. That's He's the Urban Knight. Also, Bryce Poole from Laugh Stash TV. That can be found on YouTube. Bob Hutchins, Michael Bartley, Chris Royster, Count Mervyn Graham, and Courtney at the Quadfather MFT uh, from Quadcast, Jonas Christensen, Julia Suzuki, Joshua Droid, Nathan Bach, Jen C., and of course, Disney Dave from DisneyDave.com. Thank you for following me on Twitter. Uh, feel free to interact anytime on Twitter. I love interacting with everybody and learning a little bit about different uh, you know, things like the podcast and DisneyDave.com. Also, want to thank, uh, we have a frequent sharer. Uh, he retweets, he shares on Facebook, but Eric Morin, big thank you. You're always on the ball. and <laughs> I could almost mention you pretty much every week uh, for going and sharing with your friends. And that's something we love uh, to let everybody go on uh, uh, you know, we just encourage everybody to go through and do the same thing. Share on Twitter, share on Facebook, share with your coworkers, tell everybody about the Neverland podcast. We really, really, really do appreciate that. Also, I want to give a big thank you for uh, WDW Plan Tunes. That is at WDW Plan Tunes. Uh, they put a tweet out that said, A week of Disney Podcast Buffet. And they mentioned at MH Chatter, then at WDW Park Hopper today, at Tiki Talk Podcast, next at Neverland PCast. All different, all awesome. Uh, so very much a thank you for having us a part of your rotation and very nice compliment there saying, you know, enjoying my show as well as all these other shows. And uh, uh, I really do appreciate that when you let everybody know and tell everybody how you're enjoying the show. So uh, just a fantastic, wonderful thing and a big thank you. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, I want to thank you for downloading uh, all of the, uh, the show content that I could give you this week and for downloading last week when I pretty much couldn't hardly give you anything from myself because I couldn't talk. But I'd like to remind you, of course, to keep a pixie in your pocket, and that is to keep that wonderful and good young-at-heart attitude of growing wise, grow strong, but never growing up. Share that with other people. Give somebody a smile, a hug, and a handshake. And just make somebody's day and come back next week. We're going to have a great time once again as we fly to Neverland. And like I said, thank you once again for downloading. And uh, I'm excited to see you next week. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPcast. And... Facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright glue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. 
Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license.